Hi, Hi friend. friend. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. Oh my goodness. How are you, friend? I'm well. Life is life. It is what it is. It's so, hot as fuck. It is. Outside. But God is good because my AC is back on. Glory. Okay. Have you ever, like, had a car with no AC? Nope. Are you serious? Yep. I told you, friend, when I had my car, Sheba, rest her soul, she's in car heaven now. She was black on black, so black outside, black leather on the inside. And literally, I would have to roll down my window, and I'd have to get at a certain speed so I could hit that air. Mm-hmm. And my mom normally called me when I got out of work, and she used to piss me off when she would call me. So I didn't have Bluetooth in the car, and I used to be like, I cannot... If you call me, I have to roll up the window, and it's hot in this car. Like, I cannot do that. So you want to talk about somebody who had road rage? Because if I didn't leave out of the parking lot at a certain time from work, I would be stuck in traffic, which meant that I didn't get that airflow in my car. So when I tell you, (laughs) when I got my new car, I can thoroughly say I appreciate AC. And then when our AC was out and we had that fan, I had to keep it in like a specific spot to be under it. But you know, like if you sleep under the fan, like a bitch couldn't catch her breath. I couldn't catch my breath. My nose always felt dry. It was awful. But God is good. We have our AC now. What is it with black people already having the AC on and you bundled up and then you cut the fan on and you stick your finger like your toe out? What you, wait, like what? Like your feet. I don't know. That's me. Am I the only black person that does that? Like you do that? what? So, you know, we live, our our room is in the basement. So, it's already cold as fuck down there. Mm. So, then we have the, the AC going. I'm under the covers. I'm hot. But I don't want to get, I don't be, I don't want to be real, real cold. So, I only stick my foot out and then I cut the fan on. See, but I sleep under the covers. Like nah, I be sweat. I can't do it. Like this. Ugh, no, I can't. Even when it's like, hot outside i feel like i need a comforter and i need to be under it i don't care how hot i am you know you ever been to somebody's house you be like oh can i get a blanket and they give you like a sheet no you've never been to somebody's house okay i'm very particular about blankets so i have my throw and it has to be laid on a certain way then i have my other blanket then i have my comforter that has to go on me and it has to be like a certain type of comforter i'm a blanket gap nothing would annoy me more than if i go to somebody's house jamaica Stop. Nothing annoys me more than when I go to somebody's house to sleep over and they give you a little pion pion blanket. What what is a pion? What is a little pion pion stuff? Like what I'm supposed to do with this? What is explain what a pion like it's like like this little pion pion, like this I don't know. Like I can't describe it like it's it's not up to par. Okay. Like this little I don't know. Yeah, it's just a little pion pion sheet. What am I supposed to do with this? I can't describe it, but if I know if I see pion pion, I know I, can I know we're, in, we're I know what we're naming this episode. Pion pion. Mm-hmm. How would you spell that? I have no idea. It came out your mouth, so you better <laughs> you better go to the Urban Dictionary, Whatever, the Jamaican friend. Dictionary. I, I made whatever. it myself. Pion pion. So how was your week? It was good. It was good. I'm counting down my last little contract days before I switch over and take oath and be a part of the government. And the government, friend? Yes, I'm excited. I got my little hair did. <laughs> it looks so good. Thank you, 
Thank you. Got the nails painted, got your little rings on your finger, got a little bracelet on, biker I mean, shorts. I mean, well, first of all, the biker shorts is because it's hot as fuck outside. It's like you don't 80, have to explain to like me, friend. It's like 89 degrees. It's okay? a look. And these white people look so cute just walking their dogs and stuff. And I'm just like, I want a dog. It's not for me. A dog? No, no, no. Like... I have to wait until the sun goes down a little bit and yeah. then I can go ahead and walk. The way my hair is set up, I ain't trying to sweat. Directly. Just the way my asthmatic ass is set up. I just cannot. Okay. Oh, okay. I went to Ocean City this past week mm-hmm. with my goddaughter and one of my best friends and her mom. Mm-hmm. And Did you get in the ocean water? Okay. So, Ew. listen to me. Did so, you wash clean? Very listen different. to me, friend. I'm very... Now... Call me a little bougie. But once you've been in blue water, you don't go in brown water. That's what I'm saying. But but I will say this. This is the first time that I've seen Ocean City water actually look clean. And I'm going to imagine it's because of Corona and people haven't really been in there. Now, I just put my feet in there and I went up to about about my knees. About my knees. So it was cool. Um, There was a decent amount of people, but like I was masked up. But let me tell you something. My age is truly showing. So we, you know how in Ocean City they have the little boardwalk with the rides. Uh-huh. So first of all, they're swindling asses. Okay, all of the rides were open, but we went. They weren't open, but I had to pay twenty eight ninety five for this fucking bracelet for it to be all of but six or seven rides open. That's neither here nor there. So my friend was like, "Oh, you're gonna be on God, mommy, dude. Is you gonna go on a ride with her?" I'm like, "Ha you're funny." And I realized she didn't get herself a wristband. So you know who had to go on the fucking rides? Alex did. Okay, so we went on this one ride. It's like a music ride, and it goes forward, and then it goes backwards, and it keeps speeding up. And maybe because it was Ocean City, and they didn't have to go per the regulations, but I swear to you that that ride was more than two minutes, and the level of speed it was at, it was just not for me. And she was, and my goddaughter was just raising her hands, oh, go faster. I'm like, no, please. Like, please stop it. Like, don't let it move. No, I couldn't take it. We got on it twice. Um... There was a couple of, I was happy for the rides that I was too tall. We took her over to the kitty section. Mm-hmm. And the bumper car rides, was, she said, they said, oh, she's too short. I said, oh, looks like we can't get on it. <laughs> then she went over to the kitty side, and then I was too tall. So I didn't have to get on it. So I was very pleased with that. Um, but it was cool, though. I got Polish ice cream or whatever the case was. What is Polish ice cream? It kind of looks like Rita's mixed in with, like, soft serve ice cream. Um, I did have my mask on the entire time. I could barely breathe, but it was on. Um, and you know how at Six Flags they have that ride that goes up and then it drops all of a sudden down? Yeah. And it goes back up? Now, I wasn't getting on that. And I felt so bad because I had her go by herself. And the look at her face, I died. Laugh. I died of laughter, but she did it and it only dropped once. And then they had this other ride. Um, it's like a swing, but it's for like kids. You know, when it, like, swings like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. And this little boy was, the other kid, there was a little girl in there. She was probably, like, four, three or four, if that old. She got on it. She took his place because the little boy was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm getting sick. He was probably, like, 10. I could not stop fucking laughing. I said, you big ass. This is nothing but a regular swing, okay? So they had to stop the ride for him so he can get off. And I appreciated that. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm just not about that ride life anymore. I don't know if it's because I'm older but I've always been the person like I don't want to do a roller coaster that goes upside down because yeah. I always feel like I'm gonna fall out. But I'll literally stand in line in time. I'll be like one Mississippi, two Mississippi to see how long the ride is. 
Is that crazy? Yes. Do you get on rides, friend? I do. I go to Six Flags and I get on like the Joker jeans and all that shit where it makes your stomach feel like it's about to drop out your ass. Yeah, I that's me. I don't see. I will do anything water related. I'm down for. But anything past a certain height, I'm like, no. And these are moments when I say to myself, I was just like, by the time my kids are able to ride rides, this is when you're going to go with your father. So, Kunle, don't ever lose that fear. Don't, don't. I just pray that he doesn't become scared of heights because it's just not for me. Because my kid will be upset and I'm just going to be like, I'm not going. But go with your little cousin, go with your little friends, but I'm not getting on it. Right. I'll be the mother holding. The yeah. bags and the lunches. The bags, the, the purses. I sit on the bench. I'm okay with that. But we got on that ride twice. The one that went forward and backwards, and I was done. I was just like, "This is." I was like, "Lay." I said, "We get on that ride again. I'm done." Just to be very clear, um, I saw the little slingshot ride. I wasn't doing that. It wasn't for me. Did she do it? No. First of all, it was thirty five dollars for per sling, so that wasn't gonna happen. But it was a good weekend. Um, we had a good time. Um, the water wasn't too bad. The birds, I thought I was going to die. You know, I don't like birds. But it was cool. But it made me think, Arshay, would you rather do a bon- a beach bonfire or a backyard barbecue on a summer night? Probably a beach bonfire because I've never done one. And a backyard barbecue is the shit we did last night. <laughs> Beach Bonfire makes me think of the Mariah Carey video, um, Always Be My Baby. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this could be cute. But then I think, like, who's putting out the fire? And I know the crabs come out at night on the sand. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that people aren't thinking about, but that's where my mind goes. I don't think I'd be able to enjoy myself. Never knew that they come out at night. Yes. So when we were in Jamaica... Pat, like, I want to say maybe, like, when 7.30 hit, you saw all the little holes in there were coming. And I was just like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. Granted, that's where they live. And that's why I don't dig in sand anymore. So when we were out there and she wanted to build her little moat, sand castles or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. this other little white girl that was there with her kept picking them up. And then, you know, kids have no sense of fear. So she was picking up. I was like, I'm not playing with you. You put that shit back down. Don't bring that over here to me. And it was just gross. And then I saw too many holes and I was ready to get out of this thing. Do you have a fear of holes? Like multiple size holes? No, but I knew what was in the holes. That was the crab holes. Do you ever like step on like an anthill? So when I see the ant hole, I try to like cover it back up. Because I don't want them coming out. I have a fear of holes in your hand. I don't know the name of it, but if you Google it. it Why would it, you have a hole in your hand? It's multi- like small holes in your hand. It freaks me out. Or well, why small, would you have in, holes in your I hand? I mean, not specifically in your hand, but if you Google that, that I know it's a, good, it. a thing about like seeing multiple holes. Yeah, I have a fear of multiple holes. But why would a hole be in your hand, friend? That's I don't know, but that's just me telling you. I don't know what it's called, but I just have a fear of holes. I just thought I'd tell you. So okay. that that will probably be the main reason why I would fucking leave the beach. Not even the crabs. Just you've never noticed holes. that when you go to a beach, you ever see like the little holes? Well, first of all, I'm I'm, I'm old. Okay. Once the sun go down, bitch is in bed. I'm tired. Hmm. Because it's something about the sun. And if you're, like, in another country, that shit hits differently from when you're back at home. You know what, though? I was telling my friend, I said, I thank God 
that the sun kissed me twice and that we are melanated folks. Mm-hmm. Because them white, them poor white people was laid out, honey. They was just laid out, sprawled out. And there's, I don't understand how you could just fall asleep on the beach. I don't even, it's too fucking hot. It's too hot. How do you fall asleep? And that's what I was saying. I said, like, the beach is one of those places where unless you're going to be in the water, mm-hmm. I cannot just go and just lay out because it's too hot. Mm-hmm. The sand is hot. The The sun is beaming on you. There's birds. No. It's not for me. It's birds. No. But they were out there just poor things. They were, they was trying to get know. their little tan. I don't know. Why? And then you always get that one person that falls asleep on the beach and then comes back red as fuck. Yeah. Sore. Like. This how, is why I'm thankful to be black. On the beach? It is too fucking hot. Not unless, it's, not unless it's like a nice. No, there's just no reason. Just don't do it. And then the other thing that happened to me that was great this week, friend. So have you heard of the Kim Kardashian skims? No. Which is in that bag right there. So she's got a line of Spanx, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I kept watching, like, all these reviews, and people are saying, like, they're the best Spanx. She's got, like, all different types. So my mom had given me a gift card to Nordstrom's, like, a while ago. And she has an actual website where you can buy them. But Nordstrom's is the only place that you can actually get them in person. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I refused to pay the money that was on her regular website. I said, I'm going to get it from Nordstrom's. Bitch, every time I turn around, they sold out. Every time they had been sold out. And then I put it in my cart. And then it was finally, again, I was like, okay, I got it. And then they sent me a message that it was canceled. When I tell you, my feelings were hurt. So I went into Nordstrom's twice, okay? When outside, fake open backed up. And I went over and said, excuse me, ma'am, where are your skims? And of course, the sizes that were there were not in Alex's size, and it wasn't the fucking ones that I wanted. But oh, God is good because I went back yesterday. They still didn't have the ones that I wanted. So I had to get the ones that were like the shorts. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what the lady said to me. Let me get, get closer, friend. <laughs> she said, Are you sure you can't wear that size? She said, You look like you could be a size six. I, <laughs> in my- in my mind, friend. I wish I could see her face right now. I was just thought I, under my mask. I wanted to pull it down to reveal the biggest smile. I said, "Thank you for saying that," but no, that's not my thought. But long story short, I got the skim, so I'm excited to try them out. And maybe if I really like them, I'll save up my coins and I'll bring myself. How much are to just, they? I mean, they're regular spank prices, but however, I get my spanks from like Marshalls, so they'd be like twenty dollars versus her spanks, which are like sixty, seventy dollars. Okay. So it's normal spank size like prices. Are they sucking in? That's what all the reviews say. Um, and when I opened it, it feels like it's gonna like have a bit snatched. So I'm ready. for All that. of the models that I see that wear the spanks don't need spanks. So well, so all of the reviews I've seen of them, they are of plus size women wearing them. Okay. So that's what made me kind of be like, okay, let me go ahead and let me, you know, see and so forth and so forth. So nonetheless, I'm excited. I am excited. So before we get into anything super, super crazy, um, I did want to note that um, Jay Alexander Kwong, um, one of the police officers who was around when George Floyd was murdered, um, you know, he was out on bail. Mm -hmm. And his sister essentially said that she's not on his side. She's not in support of him. And apparently he joined the police force because his brother was racially profiled and was arrested by the police. So that is why he initially went ahead and decided to be a police officer. 
When the killing of George Floyd happened, apparently this was his third day on the job. Um, and his sister has said that she wants to change her last name because she wants to disassociate herself from him because she's disgusted. And she was out at the protest. Mm. So what do you think about that? Yes, sis. That's crazy. I'm I'm behind that. I'm behind that. And apparently his mother said the same thing too. Not that she's going to disown him, but she says he should have stepped in and said something. Mm-hmm. Because that is the very reason why you, de- you joined the police force. And I feel like a lot of times when these things happen, you don't ever really hear from the family members. Yeah. Um... And it is ironic. He is biracial. He is a mixed ethnicity, a mixed race. Um, but I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. I wouldn't expect the family to be on, you know, the opposing side. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that they are. And I'm happy the sisters is even going to, like, no, nigga, you were wrong. You should have said something. And I'm going to change my fucking last name because of you. Thank you. So that makes me wonder, like, I think a lot of times there's being supportive of family, but... Do you think you can support a family member who, okay, nothing annoys me more without saying things when you know said family member or said person committed the crime? No. Let's say it was murder. And then you still have people saying, oh, free my bro, free my this. And I'm like, you know good and well. They did that shit. You know they did that shit. Exactly. And that to me, and I've never been in that situation where I've had to essentially defend someone like that but it always makes me wonder like when you know uh mothers of people who were school shooters how do you still support that child exactly or mothers of people or family members of people who have killed someone or done these heinous crimes how do you sit there and defend them how do you do that that's crazy and you as a mom do you think that there's any level of do you think that there's anything that they could do that would make you be like no Murder, rape, molestation, just wrong is wrong is wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. And as long as you continue to be a family member and band-aid it and say, no, no, not unless you have like hard proof to say that the person did not do it, mm-hmm. then I can understand that. But wrong is wrong is wrong is wrong. People need to take ownership for what the fuck they did, what their mm-hmm. family member did. Ain't no free, no peaches. Ain't no free no Deontay if Deontay out here doing shit he's not supposed to be doing. Why it had to be peaches? <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no free no Alex. Ain't, ain't no free no Alex, okay? I think I think that was interesting, but I am glad to hear from it because I always wonder. Um, I remember watching a documentary on the Columbine shooter. One of their mothers, she spoke out. And she now has made it her life's missions to do tours and talk about like school shootings and things like that. And she said for a long time... You know, people just banned her as this horrible mother. And she said she always looked, she overlooked a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to saying, like, you know, this is the person that I brought into this world. You know, how did I, number one, how did I not see this happen, number one? And then how do I still love you when you did what you did? So that's always been a question of my mind. Um, I don't, so it's nothing wrong with loving a person, but it's, something wrong with you if you feel like that person should not basically pay for the things that they they did like would you go visit them in jail that's what i wonder like would i go visit you would i put money in your books what would i do that's a really 
tough question and I can't really answer that until I'm in those shoes. I don't ever want to be in those shoes. Mm-hmm. But just looking at my grandmother and my dad, my dad did a whole bunch of bad shit and my grandmother was still in his corner and I still cannot fathom. How can you protect somebody mm-hmm. that has done X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. How? And she's like, well, that's my son. I love him. I get you love him. Right. But at the same time, he needs to pay for the things that he's done. Right. I think it, it also may be one of those things where, like, I'm a firm believer and you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but kudos to that family for even speaking out because I don't even think I'd want to say a thing. I wouldn't want anybody yeah. knowing, you know, that we have any uh, sense of association. But speaking of prison, we are still um, in the month of June. It is Pride Month. Um, and have you heard the story of um, Leilene Extravaganza? I have not. And I just want to say this. Watching the news and just being on social media is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I just don't even bother to do it anymore. You have to unplug. And I. what's funny is, is that when coronavirus first uh, took over, I feel like that we were with my mother-in-law and then my husband. Like The news was constantly on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, can we turn it off? Yeah. Can we turn it off? But I will say, just as how how a time has changed. I get a lot of my news now from the internet and social media, so mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily watching and I can filter it a bit. Um, but I do have to take mental breaks from watching the news. So I agree with you in that. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. Speaking of prison um, and Pride Month, there was a transgender woman by the name of, um, I don't want to say it wrong, it was Lelina. Or Liana Extravaganza. Um, and she was at a Rikers prison and she died while in prison custody. And the 12 officers or the 12 corrections officers that were on duty, they are now, it's in a debate of whether they're going to be charged or not. So what happened was, was that she was sentenced to solitary confinement for 20 days um, due to having another fight with an inmate. Uh, Leilana was known to suffer from epilepsy. She was known to have seizures. Mm-hmm. And since her stay while she was there in prison, she had already had two. So um, the correction, because she was in solitary confinement, they were supposed to do their rounds every 15 minutes. However, she was in her cell for 45 minutes and no one went in and checked on her. And because she had her medical condition, she, certain accommodations were supposed to be made for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, she ended up suffering a seizure and now the family is ready to sue. They do show video of, and I guess how they found out, and I did watch the video of, uh, the cell and things like that. So what was happening was for 45 minutes, you see two corrections officers and they're like, they're peeking in the room, but they're not doing anything. They claimed that they thought she was just asleep and they thought that she was ignoring them because maybe she had her headphones in and maybe she was listening to music or whatever the sort was. How they found her was, was that two therapists were supposed to be coming to get her for her therapy session or whatever, what, what have you. Um, in the video, the corrections officers are shown laughing um, after they realize, it does appear to be that they realize that she is dead. Um, and no one's taking any accordance. And the the video is supposed to be like over an hour's time. They finally go ahead. They finally bring a medical personnel in and then she is declared dead. So this case made me think of the Aaron Hernandez situation Mm -hmm. where he too was also in solitary confinement and how they're supposed to be doing their rounds. And for whatever reason that 
on-duty corrections officer didn't do his rounds at that particular time. And there's the debate is, had he checked in at a particular point in time, he may have caught caught Ann Hernandez in the act mm-hmm. or within a certain time to have uh, stopped the his suicide. So I wanted to know what your thought on that was. Like, who who is negligent? Who is to blame in this situation? At all times, the correction officers. Every, every correction officer that was supposed to make the rounds and they didn't. How could you laugh at like an innocent life being taken? I'm not going to say the person is innocent because they're in prison or whether innocent or guilty or not. But how can you just laugh at that? Like mm-hmm. that person is still a person. Are you not yeah. human? They show them outside of the cell and they're laughing. Like you can, it, it looks kind of like they're just trying to, there's two female police officers uh, or corrections officer and they're checking in the room and you can clearly, they can tell that she's not responding to them. Like, you know, like she's not answering them. So at what point I would like to know the protocol of, okay, is it whenever they do their checks that, the the inmate is supposed to answer each time. Like, I don't really know how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't work at a prison. Um, but, you know, Rikers Island has been under, Rikers Prison has been under a lot of scrutiny um, just with a lot of different cases. So, like, a famous one of theirs is also Khalif Browder. You know, he was the minor that was there. Oh, and then the reason that um, she was in prison was because she couldn't afford her $500 bond. Yeah. Similar to Khalif Browder, he ended up staying there for a number of years because he couldn't afford, his mom couldn't afford her his $400 bail bond. And as a minor, he was there for, they accused him of like stealing a book bag, couldn't find it, it wasn't for him, it wasn't him who stole it, he didn't commit the crime, but he spent more than a year in solitary confinement, which is inhumane. And under Obama, he went ahead and he passed a law that minors aren't to be in solitary confinement past a certain age. And it went in, the documentary goes into like, you know, how solitary confinement affects your brain. And it went into, you know, all of the allegations of what was going on in Rikers Island. And if I was the family, the level of rage I would feel, especially knowing that she had a medical condition. Exactly. And nobody, nobody came and checked on her. Especially knowing that she had a medical condition. I had a friend in college who was epileptic. And I remember um, she wanted to change rooms or whatever it was. But she said, no, I always have to have a roommate because I have seizures. And I was just like, oh, I never thought about that. So I'm thinking of this is someone you know she has epilepsy. She's already had two. She's already had two seizures before. Why would you put her by herself? Exactly. Why? So I guess when they found her, she was turned over with vomit out of her mouth and she had a a seizure or whatever the case is. But I think about my friend, like I said, who was epileptic. And I remember her saying, like, you know, um, she had to be back in her room by a specific time so she can take her medicine. If not, it could induce a seizure. And I remember thinking, like, how crazy is that? And her saying, like, she couldn't get her license unless she was seizure-free for however long. Mm -hmm. And certain things would trigger it. And I remember having a student when I worked at the high school her seizures were triggered by like stress. And I swear to God, this is the craziest thing that ever happened. The nurse left for a moment. She said, can she sit in here for a minute? I said, okay. Literally, I saw this little girl slump out of her chair. When I tell you I caught her mere seconds before her head hit the ground. And she had the type of seizures where she would convulse mm-hmm. and she would stop breathing. So she's in my arms. It's just her and I in the wellness center. And I'm screaming like, Someone like someone call 911, someone call 911, someone call 911. Because it's one thing if 
you know, we were taught how to like handle seizures, but this, it's just me and her in the room. So I can only imagine if she was in there by herself and she literally slid out of her chair onto the floor. Had I not caught her, her head would have hit the ground. So I can only imagine what that was like for this young lady. And I do hope that for these corrections officers, I do hope that they are punished to the maximum degree because that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And Rikers Island has had too many situations in which trying to close they're it trying to close it down. But it is a process because they do have to figure out where to relocate the inmates. And with everything going on with the criminal justice system now, the prisons are overpopulated. And a lot of times they're finding that a lot of those people are in there because they can't afford their bonds. And it's for small stuff. So imagine that you're literally in prison because you can't afford a three, $400 bond. And you're in there for years just because your family couldn't afford it. And that's literally what happened with Khalif Browder. And that is what happened with this young lady. She couldn't afford her bond. And yet here she is dead. So as we get more details about it, I'll keep you updated about it. But it was a really interesting story um, to me. It was a very interesting story to me. That's crazy. So, yeah, I just I do pray that her family gets the justice that they deserve. Um, do you and know how much they're selling for? I don't know, but I do. The latest that I read was that the 12, um, Riker staff or whatever it is, they're, they're being investigated because you see multiple people and I did see the medical personnel come in and it's just kind of like they peeked in at first and then they left to go get the materials they needed to go in and check on her. And then the video ended with them like bringing in the gurney. But by that point she was already deceased. So, um, Yeah. And I wonder how that works in as far as like closing down a prison. Like what that process is like. Like what goes into that, where they're going to move the the inmates to and all the other fun stuff. But um, in other news, so there's been a lot of controversy, especially with this, with our Black Lives Matter movement. Um, There are white actors stepping out. And they're deciding to step down from their roles of playing black Black. Mm -hmm. characters. So have you ever seen the Cleveland show? Yeah. So the black guy from the show, family guy, he has his own show called the Cleveland show. And there's a white actor who plays him and he's been playing him. Yes. He's been playing him for 20 years. And he said, he's going to step down and he needs to, you know, allow room for a black. He thinks that he should be played by a black character. And then there's another show, um, Oh, wait. What is it? Big Mouth or something? Yeah. She also, also, actress Jenny Slate abandons her role as Missy on Big Mouth. And then she also says that black characters should be played by black people. So let me ask you this question. Okay. If Black Lives Matter wasn't a thing right now, Mm -hmm. do you think they would still be in their roles? I think so, for sure. It's funny because... I love to, when I'm watching a movie or something like that, look at, like, the Wikipedias. Mm-hmm. But even in the cast of... I was watching Princess and the Frog. And you know the light bug Ray Ray? Yeah. Obviously, he was a light bug. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, I thought it was played by a black actor, and it wasn't. Prince Naveen is not played by a black actor, either. Well, he wasn't black to begin with. He wasn't white. Yeah, he wasn't white, but he wasn't black either. But I do understand what you're saying. Right. Just as long as Tiana was black... Yes. And I know she was. Yes, she was. But I was expecting it to be him to be. I don't think Prince Naveen wasn't black. He just wasn't black American. No, he was. To me, I thought he was like 
He was from like a made-up country. Eastern, like Middle Eastern descent to me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But you Naveen know, is not a black name. I don't think it's a black American name. I would think of a, a, a black person with the name Naveen. I would now. But I'm think, I think it's more like a Middle Eastern name. Hmm. But he wasn't played. He was played by a white man. No. And in the movie Aladdin. Yeah. Um, the cartoon character movie of Aladdin. Um, obviously, that was a middle a movie based in the Middle East and so forth. But it was played by Steve from Full House, DJ's boyfriend. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? But then also the character. Um, have you ever seen the show Rugrats? Mm-hmm. You know Susie Carmichael. She was played by a black woman, but she also played a lot of the. She played. I think she also played Phil and Lil, who were white. The lady. Mm-hmm. Because I think I did her on one of the episodes is Who Am I? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So it's very interesting to me that I think it's one thing simply because of the fact that it is behind the scenes. So people don't really sit down and think about it. But I think I'm very big on roles being ethnically true. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate with the remake of um, Aladdin, the in-person one, the yeah. live action one, I can appreciate that they were of a particular ethnicity. Because mm-hmm. if they had put somebody white in there, I'd have been like, what the fuck? I remember watching a movie on, um, oh my Jesus, what was it? It was called Exodus with Moses, Parting of the Sea and all the mm-hmm. other stuff. Or forgive me, I know I should know better. But I remember watching the movie and I was just like, they're all white. Like, why? This is taking place in Africa. Like, why why aren't they black? Like, back in the day when the Ten Commandments came on around Easter time. Right, or of color. Like, why Mm -hmm. aren't they of color? And it's crazy. Like, now that I'm older, and I could not, while I watched the movie, I could not get over that. When I watched The Mummy Returns, it's in Egypt. They're people of color. And I love that movie. But... None of the Egyptian characters, or when the mummy became real, they were not ethnically correct. And that bothers me. And there are so many actors of all different backgrounds. Why aren't they being used? Why aren't they being utilized? But I do, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't believe that if this movement wasn't going on, I don't think they would have said anything about it. No, of course not. I mean, but we do want to give them credit where credit is due. Yeah. However, if Black Lives Matter was not how it is right now, none of this would be going on. Well, I think that's no different than corporations putting their Black Lives Matter posts. Yeah. I think they're doing it as a publicity. I think they're doing it because they feel they like They still it's want the, the black dollar. Right. They want the black dollar. I think they're doing it because they feel it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But I don't believe a lot of those companies believe that bullshit. No, I, I know they don't. I, I don't know believe for that. a fact they don't. I do not believe that for a fact. I have a friend who's in the the fashion industry and she was saying specifically with sneakers and she was saying, you know, I'm at the table and she says, there's all, they're all white creators and they're trying to make clothes that are marketed towards us. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but we're not, we're rarely ever given those seats at the table. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so interesting how now all of a sudden these corporations want to say stuff. But when you go ahead and you look behind the scenes at their leadership, 
you very rarely see anybody of color. Well, remember when Beyonce was doing her line, she didn't want to sign a deal with people that didn't have at least, I think it was black creators or black people on the staff. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do commend her for that. Yeah. I think it's very interesting because I feel we are moving in a time and we're moving in a direction and where I feel like our voices are now being heard. And even when I think about the job that we work together and you look at their leadership, we have someone now, shout out to you, you know who you are, Mm -hmm. who's going to be there, but it's just like, you know, (laughs) you all scream like leadership, this and diversity, that, but there's no one in cover in color at the top. Mm -hmm. But now we have it, but we need more than one Yeah, because she shouldn't just be the token black person. Mm -hmm. There needs to be more than one person, which is why I think it's so important that, um, we speak up. I think it's important to be, to, to, to challenge these companies. I think it's important to ask, okay, what does diversity look like in your community in your, in your company? And that's always one question I've always asked whenever I've gone on a job interview, what does the demographic of your team look like? And that's and it's funny because I always think that they look at me kind of like, what do you mean by that? I mean the age of the people. Uh, what are the what are the what are people's titles? Um, and what does the team effing look like? What do they look like? Do they look like me? Is the question. Does anyone look like me? Am I going to be the token black girl? So I think those are really important questions to ask. And I think as would we would you turn down a job mm-hmm. if you are the the only african-american or is, should there be a certain amount of african-american people or at, um excuse me that's stonk <laughs> thanks friend or or okay so is there a specific number of people that you would like of african-american descent or minorities in general on the team would you turn a job down i can't really see Speak for that because I've been blessed where any job that I've been to, I've seen black leadership. Mm-hmm. Almost all of my managers have been, dark managers have been women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very empowering for me. Um, when I did end up having a white director um, and I did end up having a white counterpart, female, um, and then we went to certain spaces. I was well aware that I was the black girl. I was well aware of that. And I didn't like that. Because the conversations were no longer about, okay, well, Alex, what do you know? It was always being, oh, you know that? Oh, you know? So to me, it was just complete bullshit. I do appreciate the companies that are now, they're trying to. But I also don't want you just to hire me for the sake of affirmative action. Because right. we have to fill that role of a black woman or don't Hispanic sure. woman. Don't hire me because you need me to be that picture on your website. Right. And then right. And then look look to me to have all like, oh, you should do the diversity committee. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Don't do that. Why can't Rebecca do it? Exactly. She's got a lot of ideas. So I think it's interesting. Um, but I am curious to see like how many other actors are coming up. But then again, too, if I'm being honest with you. I wonder if I would take the job too if I if I need the job. They ain't seeing my face, so that's a thing too. That is that is a thing. But I digress. So um, our girl, hot summer girl, Meg the Stein has a new song called "Girls in the Hood," mm-hmm. which is a play off of the late rapper Easy E's song "Boys in the Hood." 
and samples. The same beat, yes. And she mm-hmm. was trying to pay homage. So you know Easy e God rest his soul, had a multitude of women and children. Mm-hmm. And a couple of his daughters have come out and they spoke about it. So one of his daughters, Rebe, I think that's her name. Um, not Rebe. It starts with an R. She came out and she was saying how, and she's also a, music, a musician herself, and she came out and she was saying how, you know, like, I'm all here for people sampling my father's music and paying homage and so forth and so forth, all these dope artists, she says, but whenever any of his children have been trying to do something, we always get shot down. So apparently there's still issues over his estate about who should get, you know, clearing rights, money, and all this other stuff. Another one of his daughters... The one that we see more frequently, her name is like E.B. And she was on My Sweet 16. I remember her. She looks just like him. She's light-skinned. It's really freaky how much they look alike. Anyways, they've been having, they've been going back and forth about it. And one sibling was saying to the other, my father never even met you. He didn't know about you. We don't count you as siblings. So aside from the music fact, I wanted to take this a step further. When I think of family drama, right? Here's a young girl who, before she was ever able to really understand the concept of who her father is, he's died. And he has multiple children, and you have multiple siblings, right? Do you see how that creates family drama? Yes. Because first, I think about the mothers, because he was married at the time of his death. And the woman was pregnant. And then I think with his particular daughter, she spent some time with him. He died when she was maybe like five years old. So she's met him. But I'm not trying to be like that. But what memories do you really have of him? Mm-hmm. And why they continue to fight is beyond me because yo daddy had multiple kids with multiple women. So what makes me wonder what did your moms tell you about your other siblings and the other said baby moms? That's, that's the that's what That's the biggest thing because I don't understand what y'all need to fight about. The man passed away when you were but five. Okay? Mm-hmm. He was married and what I don't believe it was to your mom. So, you ain't no more favorite than the next one. Exactly. So, I'm a little bit confused. What's the issue? I'm trying to understand for him to be like this famous person, why didn't he have like a will? Or- well, that was the thing about it. And and there, that's always a conversation about amongst our people about having wills and things like that. But the reality is, is that he had multiple children. Mm-hmm. And I think about people who have had multiple children with multiple women and in their untimely demise, the family drama that ensues. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it all unfolds at the wedding. I mean, at the funeral. At the funeral. People get upset about not being in the will, about wanting this and one of that and so forth and so forth. Like, I know of a situation in my family where the person is still alive. He was married, had children within his marriage, but then also had several other children. So now that things need to be handled, the other children are coming out of the woodworks because they think they're about to get some money. Mm-hmm. It's always about the come up. It's never about the person. Never about the person. So if you were in a situation where you were dealing with multiple baby moms, right? I'm just going to say that. Would you encourage a relationship? Would you encourage your child to have a relationship with their other siblings? I would actually encourage myself to have a a conversation and a relationship with said baby mother. Mm -hmm. Because even though that person is dead and gone, 
they're still siblings. Or even if they're around. Right. They're still siblings. Mm-hmm. There's no need for us to beef. If, if he's still alive, there's no need for us to beef if he decided to move on from you to go be with Susie Sally over there. Mm-hmm. Our kids have a chance to raise, right. to be raised together as brother and sister. Right. But then again, you know, not, and I'm just saying this, this might not actually happen. It just depends on the situation and how I feel at that day. Okay. Because I am just as petty as everybody that's listening to us on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like, it's not, it's not fair to the kids. And then when I think when they're arguing and she's saying like, Oh my dad and this, it's not the girl's fault. No, let me just say this. My grandmother that passed, she has a sister. She has, I just found out, four sisters. Oh, child. The one that was talking at the service? Let me tell you something, friend. Only Let me tell you something, friend. When sis got up, I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah. I'm glad I'm back here by my Because she made sure to be very clear who she was. Mm -hmm. And I was just there like, well, you, you know what? She got a right to be here. She did have a right to be there. The reason why she felt so broad or so strongly about wanting to talk because she felt like she was left out of the planning for the service, which was not the case. I ran everything through her and my father. So for you to feel like you're left out, right, is beyond me. Right. I even forwarded you the service stuff. She wanted to write a whole fucking three page synopsis yeah, for she my grandmother's life. So it's interesting because my mother, um, with her father, um, she was my mother's father's oldest child. And then mm-hmm. he got married and had other children. And I always remember wondering, like, she always felt like the odd man out. She never really got to have a relationship with her siblings and things like that. And for me, I just kind of felt like you knew this man had another child. If, if he wants to have a relationship, that is still your sibling. That's still your child's sibling. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to encourage a relationship? You know what I mean? And I say the same thing with me. You know, I was my father's oldest child. He got married, had two kids. I can appreciate my mom and my stepmother for encouraging a relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I can only imagine these people. Like, literally, I know people back home who they share the same, their kids share the same father, and they've got, like, four kids. And we all live in the same town. So you know what that tells me? And most of them live in the same area. At some point, they're all going to be in school together. Mm Mm-hmm. All of them. With the same last name. At the same damn time. Same With the name. same last name. So stuff like that always bundles my mind. I know someone who their mother was a chick on the side, got pregnant, had him, whatever it is. And when his father passed away, people were looking at the kid like, what are you doing here? But it's just like, that was his dad too. I mean, if your daddy was a hoe, your daddy was a hoe. And apparently it was a lot of them. Okay. So nothing that you can do about it. Papa was a rolling stone. <laughs> so um, I want to tell you one of the stories. So there was this mother in Mississippi named Itasha Brunson. Did you mm-hmm. hear about her? Nope. Okay. Speaking of married men, I guess sis found out that she was, her boyfriend was a married man. So she got into the car with her children, her five children, and she... With him? He has five kids with her? I don't know if the kids are his, um, but she found out that her boyfriend had a wife and a family. She got into her vehicle with her five children, and she got on, Insta- on Facebook or Instagram Live, and she proceeded to 
attempt suicide. She was going to kill herself and then her five children. And in the video, you see her. She's holding one of her daughters in her hand. She's sleeping or whatever it is. She claims that she dropped something and then she ran into something and I guess her car flipped over. Her and the children are okay. So she went on there. She went on social media to post and say, I would have never killed my kids. I was just trying to get his attention um, because I was so hurt. I was so upset. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and whole time, the man wasn't even on Instagram or Facebook Live. Excuse me. He was asleep at the moment. So I'm not sure if her kids were taken away. I'm pretty sure they were. But why? And I'm not a mom. To my knowledge, I've never messed around with a married man. But why would you think that was okay? Why are we giving these men so much power over us that we are sitting over here trying to commit suicide? You have five fucking children. Mm -hmm. Five beautiful children and your own life to sit here and live. And because he decided to step out on his wife and your feelings got hurt. I mean, granted, you didn't know, but you never give somebody that, that much power over you and who you are. Mm -hmm. To want to kill yourself and your five fucking kids. Yeah. You had... Your and then after the fact, she tried to say that she was just trying to get his attention. No. No. There was... I Getting was, his attention is going to his house, knocking on that door, talking to that wife. Hello. Getting his Hello. attention is writing a whole bunch of messages to his wife on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. But you don't even have to, but... He, he didn't deserve you. And I understand heartache is something else. I read this story about this woman. You know, I've been listening to my killer podcast. <laughs> this white woman back in the early 90s, she had two children and she drove her car. She put her car in neutral and pushed her car down to the riverbank with her two kids trapped inside. And the reason that she did it was because she was trying to get the attention of this guy that she liked. And he says he didn't want to deal with her because she had kids. And she thought that it was going to get his attention. And then she tried to blame a black man and said that this black man uh, robbed them at gunpoint um, and took the car and the kids and drove into the to the river. She had attention for all about a hot second. And then now your ass is sitting in a fucking jail and your children are dead. There's no part of me that can comprehend that. Now, good dick will make you do a lot of things. Love will make you do a lot of things. But that, and then to make a joke and just say that, or to make it seem as it was a joke and say, oh, well, I was just doing it just to get attention. No, I think she should be charged for attempted murder. Yeah. Because what the fuck? Because you do know that when you go ahead and you make a suicide attempt, it fails. They do, to my knowledge, I feel like they can arrest you. I know you are put on a 72-hour hold, but... I'm pretty sure it goes on your record. Probably. I'm pretty sure it goes on your record. So I just wanted to know, like, there's no part of me that can comprehend that. None. Like, she's literally holding her daughter in her hand. Children do not ask to be here. You chose to sleep with somebody. You chose to carry that baby to full term. Y'all chose to do whatever y'all did to where y'all are not together anymore. If he didn't want to deal with you because of your kids, 
find somebody else that will. But even so, there are. even if you find out he's married, I don't understand why that would prompt you to go and do what you did with your damn kids. And that's not funny. There are billions of fucking people in the world. That's not funny. You don't play billions. with no shit like that. And you choose to try to kill yourself and your fucking kids over and I think, one nigga? And I think it's reasons like that that are why people do not take mental health serious. Are why people do not take when people are battling with depression and they're saying they're suicidal. I think reasons like that are why people do not fucking take it serious. It's reasons like that to why people don't take child abuse serious. I think sis needs to be charged. And they don't need to give her her children back. No. There was absolutely, nothing okay with that. Absolutely not. There was nothing okay with that. At all. And y'all men, y'all need to be mindful of who y'all cheat with. You shouldn't be cheating anyways. You shouldn't be cheating anyways. But I think that people, when they go ahead and they cheat and they step out on their marriage, I always wonder if they consider the damage that they're doing to the next person. Because you don't know what can and will set a person up. You just fucking don't. I just wanted to share that story. Friend, do you have any more news? I do not. Well, our show's coming on tonight. I'm ready. Was it 90 Day Fiancé Happy Ever After? Ready. I will be walking away when that girl from Connecticut gets up on TV oh again. Oh my god! I won't fucking see her. She's boring to me. I think I enjoy watching the pillow talk more than I enjoy watching the actual show itself. I don't ever really watch the pillow talk. It'd be fucking hilarious. I did watch the one where Big Ed with the neck. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pillow talk, but they were watching the episodes themselves, and they were reading the tweets that people were saying about them. That was interesting. I didn't see that one. But I've never been into the pillow talk. The pillow talks are funny. It's previous previous people that were on 90 Day Fiance basically giving their mm-hmm. reactions. reactions to the episode. Yeah. No, I just... It's fucking funny to me. All right, guys. I do have a music plug. My old husband, Bay August Alcina, he's back out. You should check out his documentary. Good. It was really good. Did you watch it? No. It's really good. Had a bitch emotional. No, it was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. Um, so I'm going to give two music plugs today. So I'm going to give August Alcina. He has two new albums out, but I'm going to reference his song, Nola. And then it is summer. You're having a quarantine hot girl summer. Um, so make this die on Girls in the Hood. Yes. I have that song. Okay, good. And that's all I have for you guys this week. Throwing these little clappers. <laughs> you better go ahead. Little clappers matter. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.